Hey everybody, this is Andy with Quato's Rebellion. If you listen to part two, you know that we just finished the chicken race with tractors, thus ending a two-year-long debate between me and Greg and the best use of holding out for a hero. I have a feeling that this debate actually will continue to go on for several years more, um, but the fact remains that we have finished the tractor race, Ren won, Ariel's now smitten with him, so enjoy part three of Footloose. A bunch of things must have gone wrong if you're listening to this. She has Rusty start stalking Ren. Oh, I... (laughs) Because she absolutely changes 100%. She is like, hey, honey bunny, if you don't know what's happening in this field, you'll never know. Blah, 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 blah. Next day, she's like, fucking you let me know what What, he's Like, what he eats for lunch, where he works, his work schedule. Does Rusty not... Uh, by the way, we so we, we we do talk about talk Rusty about a little Rusty bit now. earlier. Who also played bitch from from Real Genius, mm. right? <laughs> no, she goes from Beaumont to a uh, Twisted Sister concert, and then becomes an intern at NASA. Flight of the Navigator. Wait, did y'all? Thank uh, you very much, Greg. Did you get my, my, my when I changed the group text reference to the Horseface fan club? I thought that was I thought Somebody that was a it. reference to SJP. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I got it. It had to be. Who else? I got it. So the the consensus was that she was not hot. Yeah, Lori Singer is not attractive. I hate girls like that. I hate their wannabe very rebel style. And she could be attractive, but she's just an asshole. I, I, I don't call women assholes very much, but she's a fucking <laughs> asshole. Where I was going to go with that is, is like, so this, hot these, take, hot take. this the rebellious group of girls kind of reminds me of some girls that we used to hang out with Greg back in the day. And so that surprised uh-huh. me a little bit that you were a little bit taken back by mm-hmm. her rebellious nature. <laughs> well, there's two things. One is her essential Dallas Buyers Club look. Yeah. <laughs> another another McConaughey reference. And two, Keep it coming. Yeah. Two, I'm no. saving. Uh, there's my ultimate consensus of why I'm not attracted to her to come. And that's a little bit later. Got it. All right. Later on. I, the there's not much that happens between after after the uh, I mean we've got Rust, Rusty stalking S, uh, Ren, but pretty oh. soon shit starts to go south for mm-hmm. Ren, and it all leads to the warehouse scene. What about the weed bus? Another just I, incredible scene in this movie. Yeah, Brozif gives him a little uh, a little uh, wonder joint in his pocket. Uh, he gets busted immediately. So immediately, I'm by the gym get up because that's another Burke candidate for me. That guy who pushes the joint, he played his part right. Like he sells it. He's like, no, 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 no. Here, just take this sample on me. Let me know if you need any more. 
Like, he's not taking no for an answer. Did yeah. what? What's the dude's? What's the guy's name that you're talking about? The Burke candidate with the fucking amazing hair. We think he. Set, did you think he he talked to the gym coach beforehand? Because it was awfully. Absolutely. Yeah, the whole t- the whole town's out to get him because immediately after that we roll in, dude. Ring's uncle, huge <laughs> pussy. Like doesn't doesn't stand up to anyone. And this is right after this is like he's like, hey, so I heard someone dug up uh, the fields over there. Correct uh, tractor. Hey, down oh, so there's a lot of adults and living in that house. I can't I remember who like part of the family they are because i thought that was his stepdad because he said i'm not trying to replace your father like later in the movie and i was like wait who are you again i i can't remember it's 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 his aunt and uncle the mom his mom's sister his mom's brother his mom's sister so Damn it, what's oh. your fucking name? It's like, you moved from Chicago to Kansas for this dude? Like, what the they fuck? Moved, they moved to Chicago. They moved to Chicago because, <laughs> because Ren's dad split. Uh, but no, Jordan, you're right. You're, so when he says, like, I'm not trying to replace your father, that's the thing that sets Ren off. He does what any sensible teen does, and that's go to, a, that's go to an abandoned yes. warehouse smoke some cigarettes, drink some beer, and let it all out with a combination of gymnastics and dance. Yeah, I, I have the uh, pissed off dancing at the yes. middle, and, but the very random mos- montage um my favorite dance is the air guitar, um, but the thing that pissed me off is that he wasted about half a beer when he threw it. He does. You don't, he does. You don't do that as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> let me say. Let me say this. I timed it. This is at minute thirty-five in a movie that has no, I don't know, <laughs> lore or backstory, and we now have a montage at minute thirty-five. You have eight. We get, we get we get Shaw's sermon. We get Ariel. We, okay. we get Ariel. So, so that is messing with him. Yeah, we get good. Ariel turning around the hallway. We get the coach. We turning get the gym coach catching. You get the cop. You got the cop with the tape on the chin. Oh, I love it. I love it so <laughs> much. So the things I was realizing in this scene. One is the great thing of like Rage Dance, right? Or anything like that. When we were coming up, that'd be like Metallica. This movie is saxophone. Uh, it's an eerie similarity to uh, oh, Emilio yeah. Estevez's dance in Breakfast Club. I like the, I like the secret place yep. gymnastics equipment. Yeah. There's a pommel horse yep. and like a parallel bar in this warehouse. It's the most improbable. Yeah, yeah there's, high bar there's gymnastics. There's a rope time. swing that he randomly gets off too. of, and then he does karate. Yeah, yeah. And there's the spread eagle jump into nothingness. It's so, incredible. Let me also throw this out: where he's on that, he's on that catwalk. He doesn't test that <laughs> rope out. Now this is the third death wish, and I know that you know we've already talked about her death wish on the highway. He then goes into a full uh, industrial farm equipment, you know, mm-hmm. chicken race. 
And now he is just swinging from the rafters of a random processing plant from a cable that he has done, I suppose, no research on. Okay, this is the third death wish within 30 he loves seconds. Five, man. <laughs> he's, a, he's the fucking smartest kid in the whole town because he read one fucking book. Uh, I love the rope swing. The rope swing is phenomenal. The song is great. It's called Never by Moving Pictures. Because Greg, you had a very, you had a very great point where you know we kind of cut our teeth during our angsty years on fucking thrash and uh, you know thrash and, and hardcore guitar solos from Slash and whatnot. They had they had saxophone, so they had they had they had shirtless saxophone guy who I'm just going to assume phone. was in the studio doing all of these saxophone solos, obviously shirtless. That's what I was about. To, that's what I was saying about the whole saxophone oh. thing. Like, I mean, did that guy just do a lot of sax in the eighties? Like, solid. <laughs> <laughs> from from You're my mouth right, to God's dude. ears, that's the only saxophone player in the eighties. <laughs> no, Kenny G. <laughs> Not Kenny G. <laughs> you cannot play the saxophone if you cannot bench press four hundred pounds. <laughs> right, and I mean, wear soul glowing majestic hair. ponytail. Fuck it, I'm gonna have to watch that, is... that video after, after we get off of this thing. Yeah. yeah, they're like, give us another, give us another, give us another. Three different movies, but it's great. And then, yes, who shows up? <laughs> Ariel. <laughs> All caps. Stop. That's dick. <laughs> She is all okay. over. So, him. reason number two, I'm not attracted to Ariel. So, she shows up. I love it when he's just like, oh, <laughs> shit, I thought I was alone. <laughs> she's like, oh, now that you're not alone, let me take you to this fucking bullshit that I've been writing down for several years. It's my poetry. Let me read every one of them to you. So, no, I mean, yeah. No, I get your point. I read Slaughterhouse-Five. You wrote a poem. We're the fucking two foxiest babes in this whole town. Well, we should she fuck. pretty much says that, right? Because she's like, they're doing this. It's right next to the train tracks. And she's like, when the train comes, like, after we come here after football games, we either scream or make out like crazy. And then I'm like, Ariel, Ariel's fucking insane. Uh, she has a death wish to be slammed by a large moving object. And she has this crazy scream right. standing on the train tracks. Ren has to tackle her. Uh, it's another. It's another. So, it's another one of Ariel's. Death yes. wish number four. Yeah, death wish number four. Yeah, uh, n- not into it. And then she goes home. Whatever. Uh, what What does Ren say? She's like, "Do you want to okay. kiss me?" And he's like, "Someday." Well, that was in the car in the warehouse. 
she leans in. She's said two words to this guy. And she goes, she goes, I don't think you like me or whatever the fuck she says. And uh, I'm paraphrasing here, please. And and she goes, do you want to kiss me? And this is like her third, third word to him after trying to put his life on the line, at, you know, to sate the bloodthirst of her fucking <laughs> abusive boyfriend. And now, and now, like, uh, since he's defeated him on a tractor, she's like, uh hey you want to kiss me and he's like someday and she's like what's this someday <laughs> like, shit i've been fucking and like ah, all right i'm coming around to your way of thinking Greg. <laughs> <laughs> then ren gets then she goes home and in the next scene and then Aero Aero ren has home. been kicked off the gymnastics team yes yes <laughs> and she's late. because of yeah. that right she goes home shaw calls her out like you've been drinking, you've been smoking. She says, "No, I've only been hanging out with Ren McCormick." And just because he right. hasn't lived in this town for twenty years doesn't mean he's a troublemaker. Shaw ain't having it. And to your point, he's he off the gymnastics. And next morning, he's kicked um, off the gymnastics team for bringing Ariel home late. And he's telling yes. all of this to Willard at the car wash. I like how he casually hands the soap mop over to Willard, and Willard just takes over. Willard on the doesn't fuck around, like, man. This is another Brooke Award winner. The the car that comes by that talks right. shit to Ray right. for getting cut Who's, from the what does he yell? Game. I love it. It's like it's 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 kind oh, of non discreet. It? Um, it's, it's it's like don't fool around with the preacher's daughter or something like that. Yeah, good call actually. Yes, that's it. Yeah, and then they're washing the car. They're trying to figure out what the town needs, and Willard throws out that, uh, you know, r- roughly the town needs to have like a dance. And Ren's like, "Yeah, That's this it. is where we get that. We're this is the where we get to have a fucking plan dance. to have a dance in the town, the school dance." So, and uh, that kind of sets the whole the rest of the movie in motion. So now, now Ren has to take everyone on a field trip to show them yes, like, what the potential yes. is. Yes, we get the night. Well, he's got to set the scene for we what get he can John camps. We follow that up right with Journey. We get Footloose playing in this scene. It's it's great. I I actually can't believe I've been to a couple honky tonks. Yeah. You know, everyone there is kind of dressed a little country or at least a little blue collar. There's a lot of no, rock that's and roll true. going down, not a lot of country. That's true. You have to su- it's, a little it's, surprising it's part of the whole suspension Kansas. of disbelief, right? You have to uh, – you just can't throw Johnny Cash into this soundtrack. It would just throw it all off. We need John – John Mellencamp is about as country as it gets. Maybe if we got some Leonard Skinner, I, I could buy into that. But, you know, so – I do. I do also love that uh, that Willard just rolls in. I mean, yes. baby face as the day is long, and he's just slugging back beers. I mean, this is back when you kind of there just doesn't go, seem to be any. Yeah, issue. I left my like, idea at home. The notion of this is, underage drinking is never brought up. It's just oh, we're at a nightclub. I'm gonna go grab a you know. I'm gonna double fist my beer and my double whiskey. This is this is the quantum timeline that connects Willard to Travis Brickley because <laughs> the best. Go on. All right. <laughs> this this is this is where his anger stems from. 
Travis Brickley. He goes to the bar, doesn't know how to dance, kind of humiliated, gets into a fight, and gets knocked out almost. Pretty much. He gets he gets so fast forward to best of the band. Bloodied, for sure. He's going for it. He's dancing. He's fingering the girl in the but dance. He court gets his ass kicked. Ass. He learned his because lesson. he picks a fight with that dude because SJP slash horseface before her meteoric rise to fame and power and Matthew Broderick's wife. She is completely unglued in this scene. She cannot contain herself. And what she makes her unglued? Yeah. Uh, it's Footloose. Kenny the Loggins. The Footloose. The Footloose. Which comes the, to my the, final the, Burke he, Award candidate. He's pulling... Kenny Loggins. He's pulling He's pulling a David Edwards Transformers. Kenny, Kenny Loggins oh, is the support. Burke Award? He's not even in it. Exactly. Hey, no, I... So, Andy and Jordan and I talked about this the other night, and I was like, I'm pulling a David on Transformers because... Music Kenny is Loggins a character. is feasibly a Burke Award candidate on this. The sound like this move that yes, it's like they absolutely. put they compiled the soundtrack and then they Something wrote a movie around the soundtrack because that's really oh, yeah. the, the totally you know that's how you totally do that maybe I I want you to rewatch this entire scene and I want you to see this scene though through the guise of a nutritionist in in the 1980s, 1984 to be specific. Maybe probably 83. I don't know when we produced this actual film. Everyone in this bar is so, so skinny. Okay. And then they pick this guy out who by all 2020 measures is below average to possibly average. And he's the quote-unquote guy. Right. And that's when Willard's like, hey, when's the last time you seen your dick, pal? <laughs> and what I'm saying is, like, Jordan, you couldn't even play this guy's stunt double. This guy is fucking... <laughs> he is... He is skinny. Like, he's the skinniest guy in any room in the year of our Lord, 2020. Yeah. But Lori Singer is 90 pounds dripping wet. Ren McCormick is absolutely skin and bones. Even your pal Chris Penn is just yeah, shredded in this movie. Everyone is so skinny, and that guy walks up and he's got probably just a little bit of a punch. And now S- SJP's got her arms around his neck, and it's like, hey, fat slob, when did you see <laughs> your <laughs> dick last? So you what you're saying, what you're else? what you're saying, Brad? I love that. We need as a as a culture. We need to view ourselves as what we need to do. We need to get back to 1984 honky tonk foot in footloose shape where the fat guy in the room is just like mildly overweight. Oh, I mean, I weigh 190 pounds right now, and I couldn't star in this movie if I weighed more than 138. So. <laughs> No lie. <laughs> Unless I could play Woody. And By I the way, I'm watching this right now. Lori Singer, from an acting standpoint, in this dancing is like, I don't think she's just acting. <laughs> is this is this the scene where she's like pulling the hands across yeah, the chest? I mean, she is like, <laughs> she yeah. goes to her oh, head. Full, she, she goes, goes to the a head lot of this. Lot. Yeah, she does, she, she does a lot of this. She doesn't have a lot to, and you know what? She doesn't have a lot to work with. <laughs> um, 
You know what? I had the same moves in the 90s. That's kind of what I went to. Um, (laughs) John Cougar Mellencamp was popular that early uh, in 1984. I thought all John Cougar Mellencamp was uh, later 80s, but goddamn, if Footloose and John Cougar Mellencamp could get a bunch of rednecks to dance like that, I knew the fuck up. Sarah Jessica Old Rusty went after like <laughs> at least a forty year old with this like dirty stash, and that's when the yeah, fight ends. Right on, you're forty, you should and be then Willard gets decked, <laughs> which end, ends their yes. party because now they got to go home, and they have to cross the bridge. Then we get this. Now we're starting to peel back all. So the we layers. get the story. What does this remind you of? This story on this very night, ten years ago. Along the same stretch of road, in a dense fog, just like this, I saw the worst accident I ever seen. There was this sound, like a garbage truck dropped off the Empire State Building. Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent ya. <laughs> I mean, she tells it so callously and so, like, foreboding as they're crossing the thing. And then she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, no bitch. Willard set this up, right? Because he's like, this bridge creeps me out. It's like, do you know who this riding fucking shotgun? Maybe uh, just bite your tongue for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Hey, yeah. hey, read the room, Willard. <laughs> but no, we get we get the story. We get this end. But then we find yeah, so- out that that's why. That's um, so her Ariel's brother died in this accident, and then that's what has sent Shaw into a furious battle with music and dance and just, you know, all fun, all things fun. Next up, like, there's there's an argument at home with Ariel okay. and Shaw, and uh, Ariel gets slapped, uh, which is kind of visceral, which fast-forwards to a scene in church uh, where you we have the Shaw okay. vibe uh conversation and i love Katie, I, was gonna throw this I love me some diane weist a burke candidate view absolutely i do too yeah uh, mine, mine stems yeah. from parenthood but she's fantastic in this um i i probably didn't i didn't follow parenthood until i hung out with you and david so <laughs> so all right so greg what were you gonna ask um well yeah. coming from that conversation because shaw slaps ariel and that kind of shows that she's kind of in charge. Yeah, I mean, she's got the final word. You know, when it comes she to takes family dynamic. She obviously takes a back seat to Shaw the Reverend um, because you know he's he's exuding mm-hmm. his power over the town, and you know, basically has the town succumbing to his will. But at the end of the day. When Vi speaks, like when she talks, no matter who she's talking to, it's like that's the way it's gonna happen. This is what's gonna, yeah, this is what's happening. Right. So. Right. It, it's going down. 
I think this is classic preacher's wife, right? I mean, she gets right. to see everything. The whole town's the whole townspeople comes to her husband with their problems. You see the scene where you know the, he's meeting with all of these different groups and talking about small town, small town, this, that, and the other. But at some point, you know, she gets to see it all, right. and only when she speaks right. up is it like wizened beyond her her years or whatever. Never. However, I think through. that whole like slapping scene was way too over dramatic. My mom, like, he only did five fingers. There was no hand involved in that, and. My mom, when I cursed in the kitchen, slapped me with a wooden spoon across the face. Guess what? I never, I just never did that again. <laughs> it's fine. My mom used to hit me with a wooden spoon. She used to break it say- on my shoulder. <laughs> Repeatedly, to the point where finally I caught her wrist, <laughs> took the damn thing out of her hand and said, you're not doing that to not me. Not even. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We get the we get the shower scene, and then we find out that Willard doesn't know how to dance. And if he's and if and if Ren is going to talk right. to the city it, council, then Willard is going to learn how to dance. And I've learned from the infallible IMDb trivia. This scene was specifically added because Christopher Penn did not know how to dance, but he was a wrestler. So, the oh, so are you talking about like, like the the end scene of the montage? Great! I'm talking montage. about the whole montage. Get, uh, let's hear it for the boy by Denise Williams. I'm gonna say yes because um, I don't we know. Get, we get some fantastic. Um, this is where we get the overalls, the overall outfits. Yep, in the gym, on the football field, on the ranch. We get, we get, they're, they're, with dan- the they're dancing with the seven-year-olds. Um, we also get the the double Walkman. The uh... oh shit, forgot about that. <laughs> we get double Walkman. Yep. We get we get yep. ranch dancing. We get gym dancing. We get bleacher dancing. Um, we get, I love the bleacher dancing. It's probably my favorite bleacher dancing because of the outfits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it kind of finalizes and you see that, that Willard is progressively getting better with his rhythm. And then finally he, he finishes it off with a routine that he is doing for Ren with jeans, boots, a t-shirt tucked in, and just work gloves mm. as he's jumping back and forth. And he does his like, his his like little kick moves. Like the Russian dance moves. <laughs> his Russian dance moves with the kicks, then a front roll, and then like arms like praise. Which is why he deserved an Oscar knock for this shit. For sure. <laughs> so I'm circling yeah. back to the Weinstein freaking experience. <laughs> Weinstein shower scene because he's that's, he's that's kind of weird. <laughs> he's oh, well, I'm looking at because I'm trying to figure out the ages, and I actually 
you can tell that he's much younger than the other guys in this movie because, like, that bar scene, he looks like literally out of place. Like, holy shit. Well, he's 19. Who, Chris? And, like, Chris Penn? He's 19 yeah. in this. And then uh, Kevin Bacon is 26. Who? Oh, Not that shit. he's, like, way older, but. He 1965. Chris Penn is 19 in this film? Well, he could I mean. When did this come out? 1984 or 83 or whatever? 84. So 84, yeah. If it was filmed in 83, he's 18 years old. Damn. 84. And then um John 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 Laughlin is Damn. He's, Them boys he's, are having uh, time of their 28 life. in this movie. Which makes sense because he looks clearly older than everybody well, else. Well, it's funny because uh John Lithgow is only 13 years older than Morgan Singer Singer, so <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, and Diane Ruth is like nine years older. Actually, it does bring up it in between <laughs> in between a couple of these uh, scenes before we get to the the, the ass shots in the uh, in the shower or whatever. Uh, meat from Porky's does peg them into the phone booth because he's in. Chuck is filthy again. Why is Chuck so dirty all the time? But if you go to Short Studio One. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Gutenberg looked pretty filthy throughout the movie. That's just how they roll. Really, really quick though, when when Woody, I think he had a similar truck um, too. Like effortlessly is holding two of Chuck's goons in the phone booth with his one hand. That 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 made him a Burke Award nominee Oof. for me. I I agree. I give you that. Yeah, for sure. God damn it! You guys got me okay. on a, you have me on a who's Harry Crumb fucking black hole over here now, fuckers. <laughs> it's more like the pot of gold at the end of the ring. <laughs> that is true. I forget his role in Who's Harry Crumb. Who's that? Who are you talking about? But he was the dad in Iron Eagle. Oh, that's uh, are you? Jason Gedrick's dad in Iron Eagle has a role in Harry Crumb. Whoa. <laughs> You, you just blew my mind. <laughs> well, now I have to watch. Now, I, now I have to watch Iron Eagle and who's everybody get your IMDb. <laughs> what are y'all doing tomorrow? <laughs> All right, wait. We go from the shower scene to the bleacher scene, right? All right. Um. The no, over. no. The next one was uh, Ariel getting the shit beat I, out of her. Yeah, yeah this is Chuck. Yeah. No, this is the bleach. abuse scene. This is so, this is yep. she's 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 okay. up in the she's waiting for him up in the bleachers. He pulls up and she's gonna tell him in person that she's moved on. And right. he listen, Chucky don't play that shit. Okay, <laughs> hold on. We're we're this we're skipping sure. the bunch if oh. we go to the Ariel Ariel getting the shit beat. Hold on, I I have the script in front of me. Yes, it is. Just a moment. <laughs> we, We've got. Uh, I mean, that's that. That is, I. I have the learning to dance montage. The next note I have is is Chuck's abuse. I. I pretty Andy, me too. <laughs> I've got it up. Me three. I've got it up live. We it's need- it's tough to watch. Like whenever I was watching it, it was like whenever she said, or he said he he beats the shit out of her and said, "I treated you decent." For some y'all, I think y'all are right. Yeah, no. The, the book warning. The book warning is not. No, no, no. Here's what. Here's what you're confused about. Sorry, Greg. 
they go the scene after the high school ass shots and then the dance out <laughs> is is when when he comes in this is the first time when he comes into like the the church and he's like he's he's like well you never supported us when we fired that young english teacher because we were gonna we we need to burn yeah. these books and that's the first time that you get a sense that shaw has a yes conscience. yes you're right that you're right because right. my note is next to a nazi lithgow looks like a saint and i thought that was the book burning scene but it's not so and the very and, next yeah. is chuck and ariel brawl okay um, and rain so, is so less than sympathetic she's gonna tell chuck that she has moved on he beats her up says exactly what jordan said i treated you decent <laughs> um she tries to kind of retaliate by banging up his truck a little bit mm-hmm. um so and i feel like there's a lot of victim blaming that's going on like like um like basically it was ariel's fault because she she you know w- was wanting to get down i have a i have a hot sports opinion here okay <laughs> Okay, and I don't want this to come come across in any way other than exactly how I'm going to say it. Um, I have not seen how the 2011 it? remake of this film, but in the 1984 remake, wait, original, original, original. make. <laughs> in the 1984 version of this film, Ariel hits him first. She does. And my and my question is this. In 2011 remake, does Ariel hit him first? Because, like I already said, in 1984, apparently we are super cavalier about hitting women. So when she hits him, it seems only prudent that he just beat the fuck out of her. Okay? In in in, in a time capsule. Um, but in 2011, mm-hmm. does Ariel hit him first? And I, I so got to see I the movie. Seen- I have seen the 2011 remake. I don't remember that scene. And I don't think so because it was Julianne Huff who was playing Ariel and she was way easier on the eyes than Laurie Singer. So Laurie Singer spends like pretty much the rest of this movie with a black eye that she doesn't even have to explain to a single fucking person. So apparently in Beaumont, a chick... Yeah, totally... Totes norms to be walking it's around normal. with a fucking big old shiner as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is right. this is astounding Down's what a time one. capsule, a movie like this that we grew up on compared to today, like it, blows your mind. But it's it it leads it leads to my next point that I have written down. There is it's it's victim blaming. It's like, oh, I mean, it was your fault. You tempted me. You know, like you tempted me uh, to to hit you. You you hit me first, so of course I'm going to. Even though you're a woman, I'm going to beat you up. And it's like, of course I I treated you horribly. You seduce you. You came on to me. You wore the red boots. What was I supposed to do? I'll play. I'll play. I'll play devil's advocate there, Andy. Um, with uh, women's rights now and wanting to be equal, you hit me. I'm gonna hit you fucking back. <laughs> <laughs> oh god come on no but but what the what the producers of this movie do or the director or whoever like in the 80s they do exactly what you would suspect that they would oh, do they're like yes. well she gets hit back so what does she do she goes fucking batshit she picks up where did this pipe come from 
Know. No one will ever know, but I'm going to bust out your headlines, the bed, which is like the, the classic the 80s movie. But the thing is, is that you don't date a guy that puts fucking deer horns on the top of his fucking truck. <laughs> don't you, hey. Jordan? Don't you? <laughs> but I'll tell you, to me, the fascinating part is this whole scene plays out. She meets back up with Ren. It's not, Ren's not like hugely concerned. It's, it's almost like, yeah, this happens kind of the thing. And then this gets to my uh, point number three of why Ariel. <laughs> Wait, can, I, can I say something right before you get it's here? I just box. said, I wrote down, I know you just got beat up. I'm talking about your dead brother. Can I still get that gift or. <laughs> 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 because he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But what about that box? <laughs> yeah. But see, so think about this, okay? From from Ren's perspective, uh, he may or may not know that she had to get pulled from one car to another with a speeding truck on the other way. He he definitely knows that uh, she got beaten up by Chuck, that she's standing in front of a moving train. And now she's trying to give him her childhood music box. No, thanks. Like, oh, so he's very great. Is there a more meta '80s movie gift than a childhood music box that plays almost Paradise? Because if you are, <laughs> if you're not, if you're not listening to that, and you don't realize that's the song that's playing, which obviously plays later in the film in a pivotal role of the dance. It plays almost paradise, and there's a little bit of a little, like, kind of like, uh, you know, jazz sexy uh, uh, elevator music uh, version of almost paradise that kind of cues in around the ting 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 music of yeah, her yeah, music yeah. box. Now that you mention it, I can totally hear it in my head, and you're absolutely <laughs> right, Brad. Think you might ever kiss me? This is why I'm glad you're here. I have never made that connection. And also, but the thing is, Almost Paradise didn't become a huge song in this movie. Okay, go ahead. She's obviously batshit crazy. Totally. (laughs) Totally batshit crazy. But she's super skinny, and I'm 40 now, and that's like half of your way on being a nine, okay? When you're... (laughs) 
<laughs> that was your criteria when you were 25. 18, you'd be all over this shit. Yes. Yeah. I had one yeah. four years ago. <laughs> and her name's Ariel. I caught a case. Don't ever date Jessica. <laughs> or Ariel. <laughs> This is why you're all time bro. <laughs> That's why. Line uh, four guy for sure. Oh my god. Okay, that concludes part three of Footloose. We had the solo warehouse dance montage. We had the nightclub scene. We had the learning to dance montage. Just overall, a fun segment of uh, this movie. And when we come back with episode four, we will finish with the. Um, with the, the, the town hall meeting and the culmination of the movie where everything comes to a head at the dance. So thank you guys for listening. We really do enjoy it. Stay safe, stay home. We're still in quarantine. Um, and we will continue coming out with new content as we can. Thanks. Thanks.